0: Moat on the volley and yeah, the corner. What a start for West Bromwich Albion! Kaku! Unbelievable! West Bromwich Albion have ruined his big day again, and it's Adam Wingy who gets the final touch, and West Bromwich Albion now have a two-goal cushion. The Baggies podcast giving you the latest news, views, and opinions on all things Albion. hello and welcome back to the baggies podcast where of course we're giving you all the latest news views and opinions on all things albion back again today with another podcast and match reaction episode for you it's been a while since i've done this on my own but don't worry it may just seem like i'm on my own for now but i will have a guest joining me later on in the episode i'm delighted to say that richard sneaks former west bromwich albion legend and still west bromwich albion legend of course will be joining me later on in the episode to give his thoughts on the current situation at the club so yeah looking forward to hearing what richard says but for now uh, i'm afraid you stuck with me only for only for a short while he'll be coming on for the second half of the episode but yeah uh, we'll be chatting through all things Cardiff. We'll be talking through that performance. We'll be talking a bit of Daryl DK as well, as we've got to see him in the Hawthorns uh, at halftime for his unveiling as well. I'll also be chatting through uh, a few of my different qualms with the club at the moment and what also needs to be done in the January transfer window. So be sure to stick around till the end to hear Richard Sneaks' his thoughts. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing what you think. Drop your comments down below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now, you can now drop us a nice little five-star review. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you enjoy listening, go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well now, do ratings. Be sure to click five stars. If you haven't uh, already, make sure you go and drop us a nice little rating. Really goes a long way to helping us uh, reach our goals and find different listeners, find new audiences and all that jazz. So be sure to subscribe, get involved, comment your thoughts below. And uh, let's crack on with this episode. Let's go straight into what happened against Cardiff because. It was a little bit of a shambles. Let's be let's be fair. Let's face it. It was a shambles. It was not a nice game to watch. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was really disappointed with the performance for stars. As I did talk a little bit about that in my match day vlog, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I basically just take you round the ground, take you um, take you to uh, take you to the take you to the Albion ground with me and and start to uh, start to sort of show some atmosphere of the game. I got a lot of Daryl DK's unveiling, but. You know, I, I did, I do do a little match report and match reaction at the end of the game. So yeah, if you fancy, you're checking that out. That will be on our YouTube channel. We're heading towards a thousand subscribers. We've done such a good job so far at that uh, this year. We've, we've, I mean, we've literally gained about two hundred subscribers this year already. So yeah, if you fancy getting involved, fancy helping us out, I'd really appreciate it on there. But yeah, I said, I said the performance was poor for a start. As you can't start blaming external factors to start with. You have to start looking. At, you have to start by looking at, at your own team performance. You have to start by looking at your own team's tactics, your own team's mentality, your own team's of Individual players, individual mistakes. You can't. It's uh, the first thing you can't do when assessing your own team's performance is to take a look at something else, and that's to take a look at the ref, to take a look at you know. Cardiff or take a look at the opposition, take a look at whatever. You have to look at your own team's performance first and and the manager, the players, and all that involved in that. And that's where I start my sort of match dissection today. You you can't begin by looking at a referee's performance, in my opinion. You can you can end there. You can say, Well, if he'd have given this this, we could have had this. I, I personally believe you have to start with your own team, you have to look at yourselves first. So that's where I'm gonna start. We're starting goal. Let's start with Sam Johnston, who obviously got himself sent off, uh, I suppose, after the full-time whistle in a bit of a melee following. Uh, A dubious penalty decision, we'll say, but we'll save that for a little bit later. I know you guys are looking forward to it. But Sam Johnston uh, has been pretty poor of late and I'm, I'm a fan of him i think he's done a fantastic job I think he did a fantastic job last season and and really helped drag us through the mire uh, and helped get us out of a lot a lot of trouble throughout uh last season's campaign i thought that he was his shot stopping was second to none his commanding of the area was a lot better to start of this season made a couple of mistakes blackburn being one of them can't quite put my finger on where the other one came uh and but but still looking a very solid sweeper keeper but you know all of a sudden january rocks around um and we can't, uh, and we can't quite, can't quite put it together. So, you know, it, it's funny that he, as soon as a move looks likely, he is he kind of switched off a little bit. And I say switched off, not like he's, he's kind of. Well, I say maybe he has stopped caring, but I wouldn't want to Im- imply that for a player that I don't personally know and somebody that I'm not in the dressing room with, knowing very well inside out or anything like that. But, you know, switching off physically in the games, like quite literally his concentration has not been there, which is a shame because he's a really good player and he's a fantastic goalkeeper and would be at this level. But it's clear to see that he's not quite 100 percent in. Uh, and that's a, that's a shame. Uh, and and I think that a lot of the mistakes that he's caused so far have been a bit disappointing for me. Uh, I've been really upset by the way that he's, he's kind of just rushed out of his goal, uh, you know, kind of switched off a lot of the time. You know the red card yesterday was it a red card i didn't quite get to see a lot of the still footage i saw a bit of still footage but didn't quite get to see a video footage of the game but johnston was you know all over Aidan flint i saw from the still images whether he punched him or whether he you know clocked an elbow to him or something like that that would 100% warrant a red card and i didn't quite see a video clip that would that would say that but yeah i feel like um i feel like it was a uh, I feel like it was disappointing but you know if he gets sent off I feel like you know that's that's kind of it for him I I do think that's the end of Sam Johnson's Albion career unfortunately I don't want it to be because I like him I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper I think he'd do a solid job if we if we went back to the Premier League this season but for me I feel like that's probably it for him now I feel like a a Newcastle uh, a West Ham a Southampton perhaps would come in for him probably pay five. That six million pound bid, for example, from West Ham isn't looking uh, isn't looking too far off now. But you know, West Ham, you know, six million pounds. I'd probably sell him for that. I'd probably take the money. Uh, whether that that money has been reinvested in DK already, with the anticipation that Johnston's going to be sold. But to get yourself sent off like that is completely stupid, and to get yourself sent off in that that way is uh, is completely out of order. And I don't want to see that from any West Brom player. But it seems that discipline is a little bit of an issue in this side. The defence yesterday were completely shaky. It was really worrying to watch. They didn't know what they, to what to do with the ball. They looked un, you know, they looked uninspired. They looked, looked scared, they looked nervy, they looked shaky. Uh, to use all the descriptions I can of them. They looked quite all over the shop to be quite honest and it was really worrying to see from Albion's perspective to watch the defence almost just lose connection with the goalkeeper all of us and I think Sam Johnson has been quite good I'm not I'm not I've never said he's I've said on the podcast before uh, some of the earliest episodes I ever made were of me saying Sam Johnson is not a good goalkeeper command in his area but I have to credit him this season he's done a really good job I don't think that's naturally what he'd like to be doing but that's the job he's been asked to do and he's certainly done it uh, as, a, as a true professional would and, and has done it well but yesterday my god and the derby game we have to credit we have to talk about that little mistake because obviously this is the first time we've been back since uh since the new year but happy new year if I'm, if I'm late in uh, late in telling in, in 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 wishing you that but you know uh, I feel like, you know, that game against Derby was at the epitome of of, of kind of where Sam Johnson's flaws might have been uh, in the championship. I think we're under Billich is where that really came to light. But I do think that, the back three look particularly shaky and i think you have to have the confidence of goalkeeper behind you i'm not trying to get on at sam johnson i'm not trying to give him a load of hate because i'm sure he's i'm sure he's had enough already on twitter but you know i feel i do feel that that connection between him and the back three is kind of has kind of wilted a little bit he's kind of lost that communication he's lost that leadership and with a defense you have to have a goalkeeper behind you who breathes confidence in you you have to have a goalkeeper behind you who's who's going to come out and shepherd the ball he's going to come out and and sort of Uh, and and come and take the ball off you he's gonna come and uh, i think he's provided lots of good passing angles and i think he's been very underrated this season because he hasn't had too many saves to make you know let's let's not remember and let's not forget from this performance that our, our defense has the lowest xg conceded in the entire division they are very solid but the past couple of games error prone not looking like they can play out from the back not looking like they can spin out from the back uh johnston doesn't look like he's able to distribute the ball well anymore uh, the communication is completely gone between all of the, the back three, and it's leading to chances. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked at the way that the Albion defence has kind of faltered in this way, and I, I hope to God that Ishmael can fix it because this could be another start of a problem. I mean, if the problem is that we can't score, we may have fixed that with DK. But if the problem, if there are problems emerging that we now can't defend, we are in serious trouble uh, because if we can't get the ball in the back one, the back of the net one end, and we can't keep the ball out the back of the, the other. We're starting to look a really, really. We would start to look a really, really poor side. I think the defense has really been our saving grace this season, with the, the clean sheets and the goals conceded that they have. So, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on the defense recently. I think the midfield is a, an issue in itself. When you're playing a Cardiff midfield three, I personally, if I was sat on my football manager, which I like to play a lot, I mean, I'm claiming myself as no expert, but that's a game I like to play a lot. Uh, it's just a simple tactical decision. What you do is you you see an opposition is playing three in midfield. You either play, uh, two who you know are going to be able to get the legs and get the get them middle around get get round them in the middle. That for me would be Moa and Malumbe, Or you play three. You play all three of your midfielders to con- combat, uh, the Cardiff midfield three. Yes, they weren't great. Yes, they're not fantastic footballers. Yes, they can hardly could hardly string two two passes together at times. But still, uh, you have to play your best midfield. Uh, and you have to play. Who you who you believe are going to do the job? I think Jake Livermore. I thought he played really well yesterday. To his credit, I thought he played like a captain, but that wasn't exactly uh, exemplary of the in, the rest of the team. Alex Mo getting himself sent off. I, I was really disappointed by that challenge. I didn't quite see it as, as I'm sure you would have seen if you watched the matchday vlog. I was actually nowhere near it. I was literally uh, diagonally across the ground from it, so I saw it was a little bit of a a little bit of a, a kick out. Not not like maybe not a kick out, but a lunging challenge, a dangerous one, a bit full blooded. Uh, I, I couldn't quite see it, but the replays do say I think that's a red card, and I do think that he deserves to be sent off in that game. Disappointed, however, in um, in in the discipline of the side. I think Ishmael coming onto the pitch at the end of the game. I like passion. I said it in the matchday like I like passion. I really like passion from Ishmael. I loved it when he ran down the touchline at Peterborough. I loved it when uh, well, I say I loved it. It was it was silly, but I did like it. And I loved it when we were we were playing the you know you know playing teams and he's he's kicking every ball with us and I like that. But when you're running onto the pitch to, I don't know, you know, fight the referee after after a game, or I don't know, that, that probably wasn't his intentional, but it certainly looked that way. He certainly looked very angry. To have to be led away from your captain, it it spreads a bad message to the team. How Livermore was the man who remained the calmest in the scene, I will never ever know. I, I cannot believe that he managed to remain the calmest player on the pitch with uh, with uh, with all of that going on around him. But Ishmael. Uh, coming on, I think it breeds a bit of aggression into the players, and that's not the positive aggression. You want that aggression to be there from minute one, rather than after the 90th minute. You know, they should. We should have had that fight all afternoon, and quite frankly, I don't think we did. Uh, and you know, if Ishmael, if they had half the passion that Ishmael did in, f- from the first minute to the last, I think we may have come out with three points today. Uh, but. Ishmael poor uh, from him. I think he breeds that aggression into the side. And after the game, it's just not good. It's a breeding ground for for fights. It's a breeding ground for suspensions. And that's exactly what we've come out with with Moa and uh, and Johnston, especially at the end of the game. That's not that's very uncharacteristic of him. I've never seen him be particularly aggressive towards an opponent. I've never seen him, you know, get angry. I've never seen him be that frustrated. But you know, it's a clear sign of what's going on at the Hawthorns at the moment that there is a little bit of bad blood and you know, I'm, I'm disappointed to say that, you know, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on at the moment that I'm not pleased with, uh, but, you know, Taylor Gardner, Hickman, Tom Fellows, I, I thought it was really nice to see them play, but I think, personally, that's, well, that this is going by very high marks, Taylor Gardner, Hickman's best, the worst game for us, but, you know, he's been class all through the season, and he's certainly not a player I'd want to see dropped at all, but Verlong as well, look, thankfully wasn't in the side but replaced by Gardner Hickman has been looking really shaky of late, looking disinterested, not really giving hundred percent towards the towards the cause. Gardner Hickman certainly does give hundred percent. May have some rough round the edge um uh, traits at the moment, but that's fair. I can deal with that. I'd rather watch somebody who's a bit rough around the edges, but he's gonna give hundred percent. Fellows, I thought did all right in parts. I didn't I didn't think he was as effective as he was against Derby, but I think they flushed him out quite well and they flushed out a lot of our wide areas, you know uh, up front, yeah, Dean Garner, who I thought came on very well for, for Fellows, and I thought did a really good job. Robinson and Grant, I thought, I thought you have to credit Rod Robinson in this game. I thought that he did really well. He clearly in the second half, his ambition was to come out and pull defenders apart, and he certainly did that, and he certainly brought out a lot of them, um, a lot of players in the game, and sort of sort of brought out a lot of them. Um, the defenders move their shape around a little bit, and that's what you want in a game when their team's going to play. Exactly, no football like they did, but, you know, they did really well. And I thought that Robinson did really, really well in the striking line to try and influence that. You can, you know, people laugh when people say, oh, Robinson, you know, he's not a number nine, but he did really well. You know, he came out, he brought the ball out from from away from the defenders and created space for others. That goal was offside. The goal from him was offside. Let's face that. That's that's the start of the poor officiating. Uh, the goal was miles offside. Well, I say miles, about five yards offside. And he didn't, uh, the, the, the line lino uh, didn't give it offside that's that's a decision that we have to kind of just roll with but you know let, then again we weren't given decisions later on in the game i thought robinson did really well to come and pull defenders away colin grant's been getting a lot of praise on twitter and on social media and i th- i feel like it's a little overserved. i think the the, the praise I, I i thought he did well and i thought he did nicely when he came to collect the ball deep played a couple of really nice passes robinson's pass was nice if it wasn't offside uh, there was lots of balls over the top that he did really well. However, I will say that I do think that he, um, I do think that he did a good job um, in in passing. But I do think that he does miss a lot of challenges. He does miss a lot of uh, a lot of things going about. And I do think that he um, he could have a lot more influence on the game that he does. I feel like he's he's kind of a five minute man. He'll play those five minute five minutes here and there. And I do do kind of rate that from him but i do kind of want him to do a bit better um you know he'll play those five minutes but if he scores that's fine but sometimes he can be so ineffective and he can go missing he's kind of hiding behind fullbacks hiding behind center defenders but he does create space for others and i can rate that from him but yeah i do feel like there's more from him i do feel like there's a lot more if he gives another 10 i don't feel like he's working at 100 percent of his ability at the moment so yeah those are my thoughts on essentially the side um Ishmael I thought there were tactical tweaks I thought you know it does frustrate me when he bought the when Mo got sent off and he bought on another midfielder why couldn't well I say you have to bring on another midfielder why could not you bring somebody out of the back three for that uh, and keep going because you were the better side just we were the you know you know Albion were the better side just before that and it was a bit disappointing but yeah, those are my thoughts. The referee didn't give a clear penalty for Connor Towns then later on in the game, which really disappointed me and was really frustrating because, you know, that was ridiculous how he did not give a penalty for that decision. But he swings and roundabouts. So we had poor officiating to give us a goal. Let's all face that. Uh, and we had poor officiating not to give us a penalty. But the ref was out of control. The ref let that game get out of control several times throughout the game. He, he allowed things to go that shouldn't. He blow, blew up for silly fouls. He didn't blow up for a couple of pretty clear opportunities in on goal like for Callum Robinson when I think Flint or, or or either of them back back three hauled him down I thought that the ref just lost control of the game against Cardiff and I thought that he potentially cost both teams the opportunity of a good game because he it was the same as the Arsenal City uh, game the other day I was watching that it was really entertaining really fluid really nice football Um, but you know neither team could uh, neither team could get going because the referee was so bad and it just kind of spoilt it so yeah, I'm very disappointed, very, very disappointed. And I hope to see uh, a much pr- more improved referee in the performance. But he should not be uh, refereeing many championship games again. I think, you know, he needs to have a hard, long, hard look at what he's done in that game and how he's let things boil over and how his uh, inability to manage the flow of a game has, has, has led, to some, uh, to, led to tempers being flared on both sides. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the referee. That's my thoughts on the Cardiff game. DK in. Uh there's a huge amount of weight on that lad's shoulders now. I'm I'm very worried that he's gonna let let down a bit of pressure and he is, i I just struggle to believe how he's gonna drag all of these problems. Uh I think he provides a focal point and I think he provides a very good one for that matter. But is he, he is the man that Albion need, but is he the man that's gonna actually save Albion? Because at the moment I'm not seeing it and I don't think that he's um I'm not. I'm not convinced that he's going to be the answer for Albion. I think that he'll score goals, and I know he will. But I don't think that he can create chances and score them at the same time. Because quite frankly, yesterday were there too many clear-cut chances? Yeah, there are a few. Um, but I feel like DK. There's more to come from. There's there's something to come from him. But it's not quite going to solve everything. I think he can solve a lot of the problems. I think he can solve everything in the six. Everything in the 18-yard box. But so far, uh, over the past few games, have we really got it that far into the 18-yard box? Not really. Let's hope that DK can make the difference, and I, I don't want to plant pressure on his shoulders, but he is he needs to hit the ground running really quickly. And I feel like if he doesn't, the the toxicity the toxicity of the album fan base is is really really at a high right now. You can't express one view without having a, a you know a personal attack on you or something like that. I've seen it so many times, saw it in the stadium yesterday. Ridiculous you know, Daryl DK has done such a great, could do such a great job for Albion could do the, could do the business. But if he doesn't kick off and score six goals in this first game, I feel like Albion fans, you know, it's not going to end well. So I'm a bit worried for him and I hope that he can kick the hit the ground running. I feel he will score some goals for us, but I feel there's more to be done for that. And uh, that's where I've had a question come in uh, on Twitter. And that's from, from Joe, uh, who has obviously been on the, the, the podcast before from the Albion show, uh, He said, do you think Albion should make any more additions in January? And if so, where? So I'd probably make an addition in midfield. I feel like there needs to be a ball player in midfield, a sole ball player, somebody who can pick that ball up, uh, play it forward, have a bit of calmness. I think Okay Kushlu is the man. Uh, I'd love to see him back at Albion. I think he's got control over the midfield. I think he dictates the tempo of the game. And I think neither Moat, Livermore or Molumby can dictate any of the tempo of the game because... They are constantly being overrun. They haven't got the legs to get around the pitch. I think Moa has been a struggle of late, and it's a shame. I think he struggles when he's next to Livermore. I think he succeeds when he's next to Molumbi or Taylor Gardner Heatman. That's the simple thing for you. And Ishmael has to give in to allow this team to flourish and he has to start changing things around. I think we need to play a bit more football. I think we need to put, get the ball down, play it a little nicer. But, yeah, I think Okaya Kushlu, I'd love to see him come into the side. I'd love to see us splash a little bit of cash on him. Maybe if we haven't used the Johnston money, I think we should on Okaya Kushlu because I think the goalkeeping position could be sussed. I think Okaya Kushlu is a great player. And I think if he picks the ball up in midfield, he can drive. He can, can put his foot on the ball, have a bit of control because at the moment, I feel like we're just slapdashing everything. Everything is rushed, everything is over the top, everything is far rush more rushed than it needs to be so yeah those are my thoughts on okay Akushlu. thank you for your question there joe but let's go over to hear what richard sneaks thinks he's sent he will we spoke i spoke to him earlier this morning uh only for about 10 minutes he's not feeling too well bless him but yeah he did a fantastic job of summarizing albion's thoughts and feelings uh so far this season so take it away richard and myself of of, of former times Uh, And make sure you subscribe if you've enjoyed this episode so far. But let's take it over to Richard Sneaks, who's going to provide a bit of a pundit's insight into the Albion so far. I'm here with West Bromwich Albion legend Richard Sneaks to get his thoughts on the Albion currently. Richard, it's been an up and down season, to say the least. Um, What did you make of Valerian Ishmael's appointment back in the summer? And how do you feel his reign has kind of progressed throughout the
1: season so far? Yeah, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, an exciting one. I think people looked at, at Barnsley and, you know, where he, where we, where he first came as, as a manager in, in England and, uh, you know, with a, a very, very average team, you know, that they got into the playoffs. So, you know, the club must have looked at it and, and thought, well, young up-and-coming manager, you know, who, we, uh, who can probably get us, you know, firing back into, uh, into the Premier League. Um, you know, it started like a house on fire. You know, I think a lot of people like this style of, you know, pressing really high, high tempo, you know, lots of, lots of balls in the box and, and you know, the, the wins were there for everybody to be seen. And then it started to falter a little bit, you know, uh, whether or not the players cannot keep up with what he wants for a whole season or, you know, whether or not they are getting a little bit fed up, you know, with the way they're playing. You know, that, that's only something that, uh, that they know within the camp. But uh, no, it's uh, it's definitely been uh, been stuttering over the over the last couple of uh, weeks.
0: And what do you think uh, you'd do if you were you were kind of in charge, Richard? What would you do to kind of turn things around? Is it something that maybe a change of systems needed, or is it something that maybe players need need
1: dropping or something like that? Well, well, I, I went to Barnsley. I did the commentary there, and. Uh, Barnsley were very, very poor, and I mean, very, very poor. They weren't a good side at all, and uh, we were poor on the day as well. And uh, you know, there was just a, a couple of things that I, that I didn't like. It's where, where the central midfielders never show for the ball, you know. So we're always, we're always going long. You know, that that is something that that I personally would change. But the manager is the manager, you know. He's got his philosophy. He knows the way he wants to play and that is his style. And I don't think there is a plan B. I don't think there is a, a, another way of how he wants to play. You know, I think as, as a manager, you know, if you've got a plan A and it doesn't work, you know, it's good to work on a plan B because it means, you know, you can you can switch systems and you can try and do different things and and, and catch the, uh, the opposition out. With this, there's just only one way. And if it doesn't work, which it hasn't done over the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden, you know, we look we look very, very poor in some of the games. Second half yesterday, yeah, I thought it was a lot, lot better. I think we should have had a penalty, you know, in, in the last minute as well, so I can understand the frustration, you know, boiling over at the end. But all in all, mm-hmm. I would love to see, you know, a little bit more football. I think they've got the players, you know, to play a better brand, a, a better style of football. And I just think he's he's really stubborn in his, in his, in his ways. And then you've got to respect that, you know, because that's what he believes in. But if it doesn't work and it doesn't work for a longer period of time, then, you know, you, something has got to change.
0: Yeah, and obviously we've seen Daryl DK come into the club as well, saw him unveiled at half time. Do you think that he's going to potentially solve a few of Albion's problems from this season?
1: Well, it's somebody that he knows, you know, it's somebody that he had at, at, uh, at Barnsley. You know, he's, he's got a goal, good goal-scoring record, uh, you know, at Orlando City as well. So he's coming into the club and all of a sudden, people will expect him to solve the problem, you know, because he's played under him before. He knows how how it works. Will he? I don't know. He's still a young player, young American player. So he'll, he'll need a little bit of time to uh, to adapt. So I think we've got good players, you know, up there. I think if we give them a little bit more freedom, I think we'd see you know, a lot more enthusiasm and a lot more smiles on faces than, than what we're seeing at the moment. But let's just hope uh, DK can, you know, can provide the goods and, uh, and get up and running really quickly. The good thing is, you know, he came in on the first day of the transfer window. So, you know, that, that's something that uh, normally uh, West Brom are known to do with their business at the very last minute, the last, last day. So at least we got somebody in early on. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll be able to play next week.
0: And uh, obviously, moving forward throughout this season, the way things are looking, how how do you see Albion finishing this season? Do you think that you know potentially we can we can get through through via the playoffs or potentially automatics, or do you think it's not it's not a possibility
1: at all? Uh, I've I've watched uh, a little bit more of the uh, championship lately, and you know I like QPR, I like what they're doing. You know, I think if you look at it on a on a week to week basis. At this moment in time, I think they're way ahead of, you know, the way that West Brom are playing. I'm not saying they're going to win more games, but, you know, you, you, could, you got Bournemouth, you got Fulham, you, you would say that they would probably, with the squads that they have and the way that they're playing, will have too much, you know, for us to go for automatic promotion. But, you know, they've been faltering over the last couple of weeks. So uh, it, it, it's a case of, you know, who can hold their nerves? Um, you know, can, can the players stick? stick to what the what the managers want because, you know, over the last couple of weeks, some of the games that I've been watching, it just doesn't like like they enjoy themselves and, you know, I, I was a footballer first and foremost as a youngster because I wanted to enjoy football. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting end to the season uh, as long as, you know, he can keep the people, the players on side. I think, uh, you know, we're a definite for the playoffs, but, you know, automatic promotion might just be that little bit uh, too far. Uh, and finally, Richard, is there any
0: other areas of the team that you'd like to see improved? Obviously, the striker position, we hope, has, has kind of been solved now, but is there anything else that you'd want to see in terms of transfers for the rest of this January?
1: Well, I think, you know, everybody, lo- you look at Johnson, you know, who, if they want to get money for him, th- they'll have to sell him in the window. So that might, that might make a change. They might have to bring a, a goalkeeper in. <laughs> like I said, you know, the three centre-halves, what it, what it looks to me is that, you know, they've just got to boom it long and, you know, anybody can do that. So uh, what I would like to see is just a little bit more football being played, you know, because I think the quality is there to play a little bit more football. And I think the, the manager has got to give him that a little bit more freedom. I don't think we need to add that much, you know, a striker. Yeah, definitely. I think we've got cover you know, on the right and on the left. I think he's got a deep enough squad, you know, to to go in um, and go on a run. But I just think, like I said before, and I'll say it again, I just think the manager needs to tweak it a little bit and and play a little bit more football so that the the players are going to enjoy themselves. And when you've got players that enjoy themselves, you'll get better results and they'll play better. But at this moment in time, it looks to me, but that's from the outside in, I do not know anything about it. It just looks as if the players are not enjoying playing football. You know what I mean?
0: Thank you very much to Richard Sneaks for coming on the podcast this week and helping us out. Obviously, that that actually was used as part of my university coursework, but he's also done a very good job in, in providing... Um, providing a bit of an insight into Albion for the podcast and kindly let, let me use that as well so yeah big thank you for listening big thank you for Richards for coming on and uh so make sure you subscribe I'd really appreciate if you dropped us some ratings we don't get too many of them because I think we're more prominent on, on our YouTube platforms but if you'd like to go and drop us a little rating I'd really appreciate it I'd really love it if you could um you know it mean a lot to me if you could you know potentially go and, and just show your appreciation for the podcast do put a lot, a, lot, a lot of work in. I don't want to, you know, get into, you to know, help us out here, but I do put a lot of work in. I try my best with, with with, all of the the podcasts that I do, and I hope that you can see that, and I hope that you can uh, potentially uh, drop us a review if you've enjoyed. But that does bring me to the end of the Baggies podcast this week. Make sure you tune in next week for another episode. We've got another exciting guest coming on, uh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Have a great week, Baggies fans. Take care.